0: Hello everybody, I am so glad you're here. I'm Ray Hughes, and welcome to The Listening Porch. Good morning everybody. Can you hear the choir? <laughs> They're all singing their songs this morning. You know, I want to chat with you a minute. You know, uh, have you ever had an opportunity? I don't know if you can hear on the mic or not, but there's a morning dove singing a beautiful song this morning. He's been singing for a good while. I, I, was, I was heading out into the garden and I didn't want to interrupt him because sometimes they'll hush their songs And the reason is, if you ever had an opportunity to walk into a a forest where the the birds are singing and it's just teeming with life, the the leaves are leaving, and and uh, the whole place is just a a symphony. And the worms are worming while the birds are singing, and uh, uh, those are connected, by the way. And when you go walking into the forest, all of a sudden it just stops. They just go silent. It's because fear takes their song away. Their fear of man will shut their song down just like that. And um, a lot of us have lost our song. We stop singing because of the fear of man or the fear of, fear of, you know, it's all wrapped around identity. And one of the reasons is, is because we think typically of singing as being um, art or performance. And these guys are not performing for anybody. They're singing the full expression of who they are. And there are purposes for every note. There's actually a guy named um, Carlson back in the day. uh, They uh, got a group of scientists together and they discovered that one of the reasons that all of the life and all of the um, the greenery and the horticulture, if you will, of the, could take place in, in, in Eden. Um, that perfect environment for, for growth and vegetation was because they, through a series of things they discovered that the sound of the bird song, the pre-dawn song, right before dawn, not the mating song, not the territorial song not the alarm or the alert songs or anything. They have a pre-dawn song that they sing every morning right before, a few milliseconds before the sun comes and rises unto the new day. They're singing a pre-dawn song that actually are releasing the frequencies into the soundscape that are opening the stomata in the plants and the vegetation that causes them to receive the dew and the nourishment to the deepest place in that plant life incredible. As a result of those studies, uh, they, they determined how to use sound or song to increase the harvest in the war-torn and famine lands by 400%, if you can imagine. It's a beautiful, interesting thing. But, uh, uh, but contrary to a lot of beliefs, uh, the invented instrumental music, Uh, um, Singing, uh, instrumental music was created in, you you, you see it first in Genesis 4.21. But singing is as old as humanity itself. Actually older than humanity. Because there was a time when the stars (laughs) were singing uh, that was uh, uh, pre-creation. And and, uh, uh, the songs of the angels praising God. Uh, after the act of creating the world, constituted uh, also a terrestrial song, where the, where, and the, the morning stars were singing out. You know, it was uh, uh angels were singing before man. And uh, in all of creation is a symphony of worship. When you think of uh, uh, also the, the, the trees out here that the birds sing to. Uh, there's, a, there's a great uh, book out. I want to read you just a little piece of this. It's called The Hidden Life of Trees. Maybe you know about it. But um, uh, one of the reasons that we many times don't understand trees is that they live on a different time scale than us, for one. One of the oldest trees on earth, for example, a spruce in Sweden, is more than 9,500 years old. Well, that's 115 times longer than the average human lifetime. Uh, And here's some of the characteristics of a tree that God stands. You know, some of you have heard me say that an old tree only has four strong desires. One is to stand, one is to live in the light, one is to reach toward heaven, and one is to dance with the wind. Because as the wind sings through his limbs, he dances with the wind, and if the tree don't if the wind don't blow the tree don't grow but as he sways his root systems dig deeper down into find that that life-giving water down in, a, in in a darkness that he that he cannot see but he knows it's down there and uh, but they live 115 115 times longer but the electrical impulses that pass through the roots of a tree for example move at a very slow rate about one-third of an inch per second why would they pass electrical impulses through their tissues at all well the answer is that trees communicate and electrical impulses are just one of their means of communications trees also use the sense of smell and taste for communication for example in africa if a giraffe starts eat, eating on a, an acacia tree, the tree will release a chemical into the air that signals that a threat is at hand. And as this chemical drifts through the air and reaches the other trees, they smell it and are warned of the danger. Even before the giraffe reaches them, they then begin producing a chemical, a toxic chemical that the, that. Uh, uh, causes a resistance to to that uh, um, giraffe. Um, insect pests are dealt with slightly differently. The saliva of leaf-eating insects can be tasted by the leaf that's being eaten. In response, then the tree sends out a chemical signal to that attract predators <laughs> that feed on that particular leaf-eating insect. So if you attack that tree, he, he, God <laughs> enables them to put this thing in motion that says, whatever is seeking to destroy you, there's a remedy that is set in motion and a deterrent for it. Um, most astonishing thing about trees is how social they are. The trees in the forest care for each other, sometimes even going so far as to nourish the stump of a felled tree for centuries after it was cut down by feeding it sugar and other nutrients and keeping it alive and so on. Just fascinating stuff. And I want to remind you, this is not about education for me. This is about fascination for me. I'm fascinated that God would set these kind of things in motion, right? Right? Another thing about trees that these birds love to sing from uh, is uh, like the I've been out to those great redwoods and out on the west coast, and as, and you and and you can stand and look at those redwoods. They're hundreds of feet tall, and then you find out that their root system. Well, well the root system, you know, they say as much underground as above ground in uh, trees like these, but those trees, not so. It can be two, three hundred feet tall, huge trees, big as a house. You can drive cars through some of them. And their root systems are typically about six foot deep. Well, I'm six foot tall, so imagine a six foot person. That's as deep as the root systems are. But the reason that they can uh, they they can stand in the storms and stand through the seasons and stand through all that those forests go through is because it's there's an interlocking of all of those root systems. There's a, there's a web, if you will. And that's where they gain their strength. They gain their strength from a powerful sense of, uh, of community and covenant, kingdom. They, they create an environment that uh, holds off the enemies of their future. Now. I'll tell you, I, I I found it in here somewhere. Let me see if I can find the way this this uh, they said that that uh, it was a beautiful term, but it was like there's a there's a a wood wide web is the way it was said. I don't even see it here in my notes now, but. Uh, there is a wood wide web in that all trees and all of nature is connected to one another in such agreement and symphony. And right now, one of the things that we have left is the world wide web. It should not be used to just impose and throw fear out into the atmosphere. It should actually be, we should be stepping beyond the fear of disease, the fear of destruction, the fear of of uh, plagues, and fear of pestilence, and fear of everything. Is it real? Yes. Is all this real? Yes, but God is more real than all of it. And I'll just tell you, if we can sing the song of the Lord, sing unto the Lord a new song, what if, what if, what if we today just determine, guys, that we're going to sing, with? let heaven and nature sing, we're going to sing too. And remember, uh, all religions of the world, all religions of the earth found very early that uh, when they would interact and, uh, and relate to whatever their supernatural beings or whatever their, uh, their belief systems were, they would always come out. They knew that just speaking wasn't enough. So that's where chant was created. That's where um, um, impassioned speech was born. And what is singing? Impassioned speech. So if we get passionate about what we're saying, I'll tell you, we'll, we'll start becoming more melodic and more more expressive. And and all pretty soon you find yourself uh, singing. And it's not about a performance art. It's about a... a revealing of the heart. And it's time to sing unto the Lord all the earth. And uh, so I just encourage you today to um, uh, do everything you can to make sure nothing takes your song away. Because there is power, strength, and beauty in a life that is trusting a God who's more than able to fulfill everything that He said He was gonna do in our generation. And there's a lot of things in our generation that He still has. And I'm telling you, some of them are higher purposes than we can even imagine. But for those, this is a season for all all things to work together for those who love God and are called according to His purposes. And there's purposes about to be revealed that we maybe didn't see coming. And last thing, it's not always about a calling. I know we like to use words like that, I'm called to Africa, I'm called to India, I'm called to the ministry, I'm called to my city. or my. It's not always about a calling. That sounds a little religious to me sometimes. It's really about a caring. What has God caused you to care most about? And you'll find out that you'll start carrying the care of God into those situations and you'll start being the ones that are singing the songs that he wants to release Praying the prayers that carry, um, carry purpose, awakened purpose, carry awakening, carry revival, carry healing. What if it's time for the healing songs to really start coming forward now? If we find our song, it just might be His. And uh, so anyway, God bless you guys. There you have it. Thanks for coming to The Listening Porch. Now you may have to leave, but you don't have to stay gone. You can become a patron of the show at patreon.com forward slash Hughes. There you'll find video versions of this podcast. I also have numerous online courses at selaministries.com. And don't forget to take a look at the beautiful handmade ink pens at redriverturning.com. See you next time on The Listening Porch.